Welcome to Healthcare IT Today. I'm John Lynn, together with my colleague and friend, Colin Hung. The world of technology and healthcare are ever-changing in new and novel ways, and that's why we love this stuff. So join us as we discuss the latest healthcare and health ID news, mesh together in new ways which help generate ideas and new perspectives. Plus, we'll have a little fun along the way. Today, we're going to be doing some tributes to some special people in health IT who recently passed away. And we're going to be talking about, you know, a person's legacy in health IT, including our own. Should be a really interesting discussion. A bit of a somber topic today, though, to be fair. And be sure to follow the show on social media at the hashtag HITSM and our personal accounts at TechGuy and at Colin underscore Hung. Plus, check out our 17 years of health IT blog content at healthcareitoday.com. Well, as I said, it's a, a bit of a somber somber uh, topic today. Uh, I, I don't know how it is for you, Colin, but I know I've been even talking to my parents, my aunts and uncles. I haven't lost uh, any aunt or uncle, and I have seven. My mom has seven siblings, and uh, but I'm like, it's going to happen at any time. And uh, you know, you kind of realize, like, hey. We're, I'm getting older, like they're getting older <laughs> and it's about to hit me. But uh, yeah, I think in the health IT world, we've lost uh, some important people. There's some some valuable voices. Uh, so I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, it's definitely a somber episode and a reminder that, you know, time is is fleeting, right? Like we're, we're only here for a short time and, you know, we, you know we've lost three bright lights recently and, and we're going to talk about the three of them today. But but yeah, it's a it's an in a way it's a nice reminder as well to to make sure you stay motivated, right, and you stay driven, and and that you, you that there isn't unlimited time. Like sometimes we kind of fall into that trap of thinking, oh, I'll just get it done. Like I'll I'll connect with that person a month from now, next year, or whatever. And then you know, as we found out recently, of course, with these three, like anything can happen. So yeah, a bit of a somber topic, but I think an important one, right, as we talk about legacy in healthcare. Yeah, and that's what I love about these three people is they each were their own unique personality, right? Like, and they contributed in a big way to the health IT arena. So, you know, I was really excited to to talk about them. And, and the one that really hit me, and this one surprised me, was uh, Patty Padmanabhan. He's the CEO of uh, Demo, Demo Consulting, and he started that company former consultant, did a lot of consulting with Cleveland Clinic and other big organizations. But, you know, I would see Patty at every single CIO event, the Chime events, hymns, you know, he was ever present and he had his signature bald head that, you know, you could see him across the room. You knew exactly who that was, right? And, um, but, you know, just enjoy, he was always so gracious and, and kind and, you know, and, and willing to share his knowledge and experience and understanding. You know, he was certainly trying to build his business and, and, and do that and, and make an impact on, on digital health and stuff. But, uh, you know, it was always just a pleasure to, to run into him. And so it was really sad to hear of his passing from cancer, uh, you know, which, yes. Seems to be a common denominator these days, but uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, I'm uh, you know excited to feature him, and you know, and, and really, you know, the nice thing is he's left a legacy. He, he has a couple of books. His first book was The Big Unlock. 
So you can go check that out and you know that. And then he also co-wrote a book with uh, Ed Marks called Healthcare Digital Transformation, which you know was such a timely book that came out as we were looking like how do we embrace digital and how should we approach digital in healthcare? And it was really based on the reality of what Ed and, and Patty had done at Cleveland Clinic and how they'd done digital transformation quickly. So, you know, just an incredible person that uh, I'm sorry that I won't see again, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't know Patty all that well. I knew him by legacy only. Um, you know, a lot of folks uh, like Ed and other Ed Marks and others had, had spoken very highly of him. I think the one interaction I had with him in person happened at a hymns uh, way back when. I think it was even as far back as uh, when we were still going to New Orleans. Wow. Um, but but I remember, um, you know, at that time I wasn't really you know into social media yet. Hadn't really gotten to know a lot of people, but just had met had you know gotten introduced somehow and. And just seeing how people were reacting to him and, and talking to him and saying hello to him. I mean, you could tell that he had an impact on people, that he was a connector. He was, he was very much into uh, forging strong relationships. And I, I just, again, like later on, as I learned who he was, you know, and, and learned of his, uh, his stature, if you will, in the industry, it, it sort of that stuck in my head, that one little interaction with him where I was introduced, we were just having a quick conversation, you know, he was telling me who he was, I told him what I was doing. And just, but just as people were walking by, they were saying, hey, Patty, hey, Patty. And it was just nice to see clearly, he, he had a lot of friends in the industry and well respected. So uh, I think that's obviously part of his legacy that I'll remember, um, you know, now that he's gone. Definitely. And he had a podcast too. You can go check out, you know, I'm sure those old podcast episodes will be uh, fascinating to listen to now and with this context. Uh, but, you know, he, he had a lot of guests on and, you know, a lot of, of great content that he created. We had him on the Healthcare IT Today uh, podcast as well. I shared that on, on social media, you know, as kind of a tribute to him and the knowledge that he shared. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting for me to think about Patty. I didn't realize he had cancer uh, and I'd just seen him at one of the conferences and there was a group around him and he said, hey, John, how's it going? We need to catch up. And yeah, it's a little, you know, uh, sad that we didn't get a chance to catch up, you know, and I, I didn't know more of what was happening. But, uh, you know, it's one of those uh, reminders as we kind of started is like, you know, take advantage of the opportunities to catch up when you can, because uh, you never know, life is fleeting. Yeah, definitely. I think that's uh, what you just mentioned there, John, is a point of reminder of that, right? Like we always assume there's a tomorrow Right, uh, that we can we can we can make up for it, right? And yep. and yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, you know, life does get in the way. We are busy, right? And things do happen. But you know, you look back and go, oh, that was just that small missed opportunity, right? Where yeah, could to, I have to stopped and talked a little longer, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's you know, I think that's the the case with with the second person on our list, right? We we, we also recently lost a, another uh, bright light in healthcare, and that was uh, John Chilmark, founder of Chilmark Research. Um, he passed away after a long journey with cancer as well um yeah it's actually john moore uh, oh, john moore sorry i always said J john chillmark because of chillmark research i always did that a thousand oh times. man plus it's that, john, and <laughs> that that no, is but, probably that is probably going to be my memory of him because i keep messing up his last name because of because he's chillmark was such a synonymous with john right and so yeah. no, and in was. fact <laughs> and in fact i think when i first met him out of hymns i said hello john chillmark and and he corrected me, of course, in his nice in his nice demeaning way, and uh, we had a laugh about that. But yeah, I go figure. I do it here as well. <laughs> Are you going to do it for his son too? Right. So his son's taking over the business, uh, John Moore the uh, Third, 
uh and so uh you know he you know you should do that it's just a tradition. I, I, I think i think it, it just tradition now i'll have to just nest that up from but it's but honestly right yeah i mean uh yeah john moore what a, what a what a gentleman uh the few times again i met him at, at some of the conferences uh, first of all i'd always been impressed with the work and the output of the reports and things that he wrote uh, it's so insightful uh, so careful as well in terms of making sure that he presented uh, as many facets of the challenge the situation or the company that he was writing about as as possible so really respected his work and and when you spoke to him in person you could just tell he, he lived and breathed uh healthcare yeah. Well, and that was an evolution. Uh, you know, he, he was originally an analyst in another industry uh, and then decided to focus on healthcare. And uh, ironically, I was my very first hymns uh, where I kind of learned, oh, there's this whole other world I don't know about. Uh, I was invited to be on a Meet the Bloggers panel and uh, John was on that panel and we were on this Meet the Bloggers panel together, which was really fascinating because he was blogging as an analyst, right? Which was very different than what I was doing, which was more searching and optimization. And, and that was the start of a, a good friendship, right? And I always enjoyed learning from him. I, I don't know if I'd use the word gentleman for him because he was so brilliant and, <laughs> and often abrasive in his opinions because he 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 didn't put up with BS, right? Like, true. you know, like if you were talking BS, he'd call you out on it, right? Like he's like, no, that's not true. This, this, and this. And he was so brilliant that he was right. You know, like when he when he would bring the, the other idea. And, and I remember so many times, you know, hanging out at the evening events at, at different conferences where he would share some nugget of insight that would like stick with me about what was happening in the world of EHR or, or you know, the stimulus money at the time, HIEs, are they going to do anything? Are they real? You know, like all, all these topics that he covered in his you know, in in, um, in the Chilmark research reports, he, he had this great understanding, had a vibrant personality that was always fun and energetic that, you know, to hang around him. Because like you said, he had this energy about the work he was doing that felt different than others. And, uh, you know, I just think about how many organizations, companies, investors, you know, acquirers, et cetera, that read his reports and used his reports to define the industry. So, you know, he, he really contributed in, in, in a massive way. And, and, you know, if you go back and read his write-ups from conferences, they were always spot on on the trends, the topics and trends that were happening. Um, some of my favorites were actually from Epic UGM. Yeah, you know, Epic didn't get much coverage, and and he was he was pretty uh, honest, if you will, like <laughs> about what was happening, and he was transparent about things. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I was sad that you know we actually tried to have him at the at a hymns meetup to kind of bookend it, which would have been awesome, right? I, I was on a panel at the first one, and sadly his health didn't allow him to go. He chose to to prioritize his health, which was a good thing in in his time with family, et cetera. So. Yeah, he's definitely a loss to the health IT community. Yeah, and you know his legacy. Obviously, you know he leaves you know his son um, equally competent. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit uh, less abrasive, right? <laughs> he's a great guy. Uh, you know, yeah. and and of course, uh, Chilmark Research itself, right, is it's continuing. So he, you know, what he created and started is continuing, and I think that's that's a great testament in terms of instilling you know in his son the same love and passion for healthcare that he had and you can see it when you meet uh john the 3rd um you know 
and and I look forward to. It. I mean, the the reporting and the, the the research is still spot on, you know, and and it's it's still a great read. If you if you haven't, I definitely encourage you to check it out. So, you know, in, in terms of legacy, I mean, he leaves one that's just continuing, right, and and continuing to to the great work that he started. Yeah, and his son will continue it. He's obviously worked there for a lot of years. He knows it inside and out. You're right. He doesn't have the same analyst chops, but he also brings a fresh perspective, which I think is going to be interesting. Uh, I bumped into him a number of times at Hims, and and he just said that there had been this outpouring of of love and affection for his father that that he appreciated and that his dad appreciated. So it was it was nice to see that he was able to hear those messages and bring them back to his dad and tell him, you know, how how much of a legacy he left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and let's, let's get to the third name, right? One that's uh, obviously uh, near and dear to my heart as well. You know, and we lost uh, in April, uh, Casey Quinlan, right? Uh, for, for many of those on Twitter and other social platforms, she was known as Mighty Casey. Uh, and if you ever saw a picture of, of Casey or met her, you'd never forget her. She, she was the, she the, was the lady that... <laughs> she, she was the lady that had tattooed the QR code on her chest, right? Uh, for the, and that that QR code led to her medical record, right? And that was for in case that she ever, you know, was was in an ambulance and was not responsive, that, you know, the, the person would be, the EMT would be able to scan that QR code and get her history and, and get all the information. And more specifically, you know, her her um, DNR and, and other um, advanced directives. So, so, you know, that was the kind of person she was. She lived out loud. She, she didn't take uh, crap from anybody. She would call it out when she saw it and, and didn't care. Uh, what what other people thought of her, about her, and that was her brilliance, right? She was she was so uh, self aware that she, it didn't matter, right? <laughs> she 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 fought the good fight in her mind, and and she often did. Um, tireless patient advocate, and uh, you know, I think one of my favorite memories of her was, uh, and I wrote about this in a, in an article on on healthcare IT today. You know, in 2015, I went to the Cinderblocks uh, event that's hosted by Regina Holiday, and it's in this little small town where Regina lives, and and Casey and I just found, you know, us. We were both of us sitting at a, at a table in the cafe in the in the uh, uh, at the conference, and we we're just sharing some some talk. And I at that time I didn't really know a lot about Casey's history, and so she was able to share a lot of um, you know about herself or growing up and all the different jobs she had. And and basically, what I learned in that interaction was she's a Renaissance woman, right? Like she's done everything. She's been in the military. She was a journalist. She was a comedian. She was, she, she'd done so much. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing. And, and, and despite, um, you know, uh, you know, having some challenges at the time, she still was fighting the good fight for on behalf of patients, right? She was helping others before helping herself. Um, and that's what, what's will stick with me forever about Casey is just how hard she fought for, for patients in general and f- to improve the healthcare system. And, and uh, yeah, uh, that to me, that's going to be her legacy. Yeah. When I first saw the picture of the QR code tattooed on her, I, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a meme, right? Like I was like, <laughs> someone really did this. Like I had to like turn my head and like, <laughs> wait a minute, like you have to go fact check. Then you realize, wait, no, it's real. Like Casey is that out there and wanted to make a point, right? She wanted to leave that legacy. And and when you see that picture and you realize how much she cared about the idea that patients should control their records and you should have access to it, like she was fierce. And, and that shows you how fierce. She didn't care even, you know, doing her body 
uh, you know, so I think there's a there's a legacy just in that image, right? Like, which we'll have to put that in the show notes so people can see what it looks like. But uh, you know, it was amazing. And actually, one of my funniest interactions with Casey, uh, we were talking. I, I think I was, you know, acknowledging her, like, oh, it's so impressive that you did that. So brave of you to do that. You know, I said something like that. I was acknowledging uh, you know, what she'd done. She said, you know, John, one of the crazy things is. I've gotten old and it's stretched. It doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, I don't know tattoos that well, but I've heard some, you know, I guess, you know, as you get older, as you different sizes, you know, as the tattoo gets older, you know, it doesn't quite work. So it was just funny. That's like, okay, that was a little funny side story, <laughs> but you know, like all of that aside, you know, that was Casey, right? She's like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. And I've, I've made my point and, you know, and, and I shared it. And so it was just really, really cute of her. She's like, yeah, John, it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think, like I said, I think that that'll be like uh, Casey's legacy. She, she, she really showed and blazed the trail for, um, you know, along with others, you know, but to, to show to people that it's okay to advocate for yourself. It's okay to advocate for patients and it's okay to, to not be popular, right? And and to call it out as as she saw it. She she called out inequity. She called out when when patients weren't getting the service that she believed that they should be getting. And mm-hmm. and you know some hurt, some right yeah in her own right. I mean her own situation was was horrible. But but and she called it out. And you know again even though it might not have helped that individual in that moment. Um, you know I th- I know she was trying to do that. The fact that she did that, I think, showed to everyone, oh, like I can do that too. I can stand up for myself. I can be part of my own care uh, team. And if I'm not, then I can force my way in and it's okay, right? Because um, it's me. It's about me at the end of it. So I, that that's something I'll always appreciate from, from Casey, just to her courage is what I will take most uh, from from her from her time here. See, and uh, you know, to be fair, I didn't know Casey all that well. I knew her better on Twitter and social media than I did in person. We didn't spend a lot of time together, a few conversations here or there in passing, you know, like I mentioned. But ironically, the reason I didn't talk to her more is every time I would see her, she'd have a crowd around her. It was almost like this entourage of people that just <laughs> wanted to be around Casey. And so, you know, like that's what I'll remember is is like she had this magneticism you know that people were just attracted to be with her and her energy i think and her passion and so they you know they just wanted to be there and so you almost couldn't get in right because there were so many people (laughs) around her and that's how i felt many times when i saw her i was like wow she's so popular and people wanted to be around her uh which made sense uh when you when you saw her kind of cult of personality if you will that was so strong and passionate Hey, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Healthcare IT Today with John Lin and Colin Hung. Today, we're talking about health IT legacies. This topic was inspired by some bright lights in healthcare that we lost recently, including Patty Padmanabhan, John Moore, and Casey Quinlan. So John, let's let's ask this question, uh, since we're talking about legacy. What should the legacy of CIOs, CMIOs, CTOs, or anyone in those kinds of roles, what, what should they be? Yeah, it's interesting because if you look at the those roles, there's very little individual work. You know what I mean? Like if you're a CIO or a CMIO, you're usually on a committee with a group of people that selects the EMR, that implements it, that creates policies around whatever it might be, security of a patient's record, right? Like all of these 
minutiae, right? In a lot of ways, right? All of these details that matter and everyone impacts patients, but it's often done as a team, right? And so I think that's what makes some of this stuff hard, right? Is knowing like, what was the contribution of that person when almost everything that we do in healthcare IT is done as a team? And so I think that's one of the interesting challenges. So you know, maybe the way to look at it is you say, what do the team members say about that person, right? Because they've been on all those committees and they've been in those long meetings and they've been on those, I guess now there's Zoom calls and you know, whatever, right? And so, you know, maybe that's where we look to the legacy is the, you know, the the number, you know, what their team says about them and what it was like to work with them on these often very complex, challenging politically challenging, financially challenging, et cetera, problems that we deal with in health IT every day. Yeah, I, I agree. It's tough. You know, it, certainly there are some high profile, you know, uh, C, you know, folks in these roles, CIOs, CTOs that, you know, written books and, and, and become stars in their own right. But, but it's rare, right? That just in terms of the numbers, uh, there's far more that toil in the background, um, you know, that don't write books and, and just do a good job. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think the legacy that that um, these folks should strive for is the fact that when they exit their role, that the next that the transition is seamless. They did their job so well that the next person could just pick it up and keep them moving the ball down the hill, right, or moving it forward. And and I think that coupled with just inspiring the team around them, like hiring good people and inspiring the people that that work for them to to want to stay in healthcare. I think that would be the best legacy if I was a CMO or a CIO at a uh, at a, at an organization, and a healthcare organization. Would be we did enough to keep these good, talented people wanting to stay in healthcare because they were enjoying the work, because they saw that their work had meaning and that they were being valued. Uh, I think to me, if you did that, then you you've got the legacy, like you, you've got the legacy that should you, you should be shooting for. It's interesting to think about because, you know, there's two ways I'm, I'm thinking about this from a CIO perspective. Uh, one is kind of like the football, right? Mm-hmm. Like they call the coaching trees. Like what's your coaching tree? You know, if you were a head coach of the NFL franchise and how many of your assistants became head coaches and how many of, uh, you know, your past people are now, you know, doing, you know, and they say, oh, they came from the Andy Reid coaching tree or the Bill Belichick coaching tree, right? Uh, you know, I think we see some of that in in health IT with CIOs, right? Where, oh, that person was part of the Ed Marks you know, coaching, you know, CIO tree, uh, you know, and he, you know, I know he finds a lot of joy and satisfaction in pushing that forward and, 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 and having his people grow into the people they want. But it's interesting, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I, I think uh, another perspective is, you know, is, is that everyone's aspiration? to become CIO, right? So, you know, I could hear another CIO that maybe isn't as ambitious or doesn't have those same goals, right? Uh, in that sense that they might be like, hey, yeah, I want to help them if they want to become CIO, if that's their goal. But there's a lot of people who don't want to be CIO. They'd rather be the CTO or the CMIO to, to make a bigger impact. And if that's the case, you know, did I keep my team together, you know, my team of 20 people for 20 years, right? Like, I think that would be an interesting legacy as well. The fact that you created such a beautiful environment that people didn't want to leave. Um, now, that's really hard when you think about it, because, 
it's not just the CIO that controls whether you keep it here. A lot of people get burned out of healthcare because healthcare is challenging. <laughs> not, not so much necessarily that they're tired of the leader or whatever, right? So, uh, you know, I, I think that's why it's even more inspirational when you see a team that is together for a long time in healthcare. Um, you know, I think that's an interesting legacy as well is, you know, like who did I inspire to become a leader, but also who did I inspire to stay and, 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 you know, stay in the boat and row with me. So that, that's two other ways that are interesting to look at it. I foresee us now trying to do the forensic analysis, John, to build these uh, CIO trees <laughs> and track back and see we need the ancestry of uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We'll have to we'll have to charge for that. But no, I mean, it, would be, it actually would be interesting. And I know you're right. I mean, not everyone seeks that as their legacy, but it's certainly a nice outcome. And I think it would be very interesting to see what that what those trees look like with some of these CIOs at the top. Yeah, it's more incestuous than we realize, right? I mean, we see that in the healthcare marketing side of things, right? In our in our community there, there's a lot of switching that happens. And, and so, you know, the, the, the same is true with Epic consultants, with Cerner, with Meditech, et cetera. So John, let's get to the last question. What would you want your legacy to be? You know, it's interesting because um, not a huge legacy guy. Like, I kind of don't care, like to some degree, right? Like, I, I, you know, I don't want my name on a building. I don't, you know, like that, that, that just stuff doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Like that kind of legacy, like that's not the legacy I would want to leave because that doesn't matter so much to me. Um, to me, and I don't think it's any grand thing. You know, to me, it's the individual things. Uh, you know, someone was recently telling me a popular story about the starfish on a beach. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but there's all these thousands of starfish on a beach and someone's throwing it in the ocean. Someone comes up and is like, you're not going to make any dent on this. There's thousands of these, right? And, and the person says, you're right. And then takes one and throws it in. They said, but I made a difference for that one. And maybe that's how I look at my legacy is like, you know, I would love for a thousand people to tell a thousand little stories versus, you know, a, a few people saying, oh, look at this big thing that he did, right? This magnanimous gesture or whatever. So I don't know. That's how I would look at how I try to build a legacy, if you will. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I would agree, I, you know, although it'd be nice if there was something named after us, but, you know, I don't think that's what uh, drive motivates either one of us to, to, you know, it's not, it's not about the name on the building, the name on the placards and, and all those things, you know, for me as well, it's it's about the the people we had an impact on, right? And that, you know, whether that was we let them in line <laughs> to get their coffee first, or whether that was, you know, because we we helped them get through a challenging uh, situation in their healthcare marketing or in their health IT world, and through our writing or our podcasting or video or just you know having a conversation with us at one of the events. Um, to me, that's the more important legacy, right? That people walk away going, "Oh, I really enjoyed." you know, my, my conversation, my connection with, uh, w- with me, I think that to me, that would be enough, yeah. uh, you know, that, that someone at least remembered that we shared something and it was helpful. Um, to me, that's, that's a legacy that I'm going for, you know, in a broader sense, there is one that I, I would, would love is to say that, you know, we left or I left healthcare better than when we started, mm-hmm. right. When I started in this industry to say, look, I had an impact on the broader industry, either by opening an eye or two or putting an idea in someone's head that didn't became a product or a feature that that yeah. went on to to improve something for physicians or patients. I think 
that would be wonderful. Um, you know, not that I expect any accolade from it, but just knowing that, hey, like what we did, um, the, the way we spoke, the people we met, you know, they made a difference in healthcare, and that that would be great. Yeah. I like you should the Hamilton reference that would be enough. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, you know it, it's interesting how we often don't recognize this until someone passes away. And uh, you know, one, it was kind of great that we were able to do that for John Moore before he passed away, right? And he could see some of those messages. So I think Casey's the same, right? That I think she saw some of the you know tributes and things. Yeah, had. Um, you know, it's interesting for me, and uh, I think you've had this maybe just a touch as well, or you're about to, uh, you know, because you don't hear about your impact very much. But I actually, and this is maybe my measure of how the legacy I want to leave, which is my son has come to a few health IT events and, you know, having him be proud of me and hear the stories, you know, and and then to have them tell the stories to him about what his dad's done. Is this the first time I've cried on a on a? a I think it. I think it maybe it may be. <laughs> maybe yeah. And they're talking about kids, but you know, like the, anyway, it's just yep. like seeing that right that my kids would be proud of the legacy, you know, and the the impact that I've had. That I think is a, is a is a great measure for me. Yeah. No. No doubt about it. And uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I think both of us are humble enough where we don't expect anything uh, large, uh, but just those little touches and the little the little stories, I think, would be enough. Hey, well, that brings us to the end of another episode. So thank you to all of you who tuned into this episode of Healthcare IT Today. To find out more details about our show, check out the programs page on healthcarenowradio.com. And please share your voice and engage with the community at healthcareittoday.com and on social media using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung with my friend and health IT collaborator, John Lin. Thanks for listening and have a great week.